0: <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Hope your guys' Ramadan is going well. We're already into the first week of Ramadan, it's been going by really quick you know that just goes to show you that we need to make the best of this month so with that being said i wanted to ask you guys how your guys's ramadan has been going
1: alhamdulillah man it's been good and your point about it going really fast is so true like it's already the ninth fast man and and mm-hmm. tw- what 21 more days ramadan is going to be over yeah so i think this was a great time of the month to talk about our next topic uh which is what was there our
2: new topic for today is being consistent in Ramadan.
0: Yes.
1: We're going to talk about a lot of uh, different ways to maneuver through uh, the battles that we face throughout Ramadan mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, trying our best to be consistent, along with a bunch of other other topics, uh, subtopics relating to this topic. So, um, inshallah, just listen to the whole discussion. Uh, we hope you can benefit from this conversation as much as we do. Um, and yeah
0: okay Does. yeah As- As- alaikum guys assalamualaikum
2: guys okay. okay so with our topic being consistency it, it's important to first define what exactly consistency is and according to the oxford dictionary consistency is happening in the same way and continuing for a prolonged period of time okay
0: yeah, yeah no th- that's absolutely correct i not going to argue against the dictionary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't argue against that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> But another way you can define it, though, is, is kind of the idea of having um, an unchanged effect on ourselves uh, throughout time, right? Um, throughout our habits as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and without doubt, before, like, first and foremost, Islam is a religion of consistency, consistency right? Yeah. And we have many examples of that, uh, one being fasting,
0: um, Hajj. Your daily five prayers, right? The Qur'an being consistent In the main message that's been um, Sending down, down to the people For centuries too That's the main factor of consistency, I'd say The consistency of, of our
1: deeds Is what counts uh, more than anything else uh, And the reason being is because When you are consistent You are showing your devotion To your creator, right?
2: If, there's any, if you value something Then you will be consistent in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, whether it be in school uh, Working out uh, and obviously religion, you know what I mean? In most yeah. religions, it doesn't really require consistency, you know, not to name a few, but, you know, Islam one of the only few religions that requires a consistent lifetime commitment.
1: And I think that's why we are very disciplined. Um, Muslims are very disciplined because they are required to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that discipline can, uh, not only help us with our deen, but it can help us with, the uh, worldly life, worldly Jumbel life, right? Honest. Education. You need to stay consistent if you want to be successful in school. Mm-hmm. Um, even being a parent right you got to be you got to be consistent in teaching your kids if you want to have um knowledgeable kids so um that yeah. consistency it plays a very very huge part in not only our deen but our personal life as well and there's actually hadith a uh, hadith in sahih al-bukhari uh, where where our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he, he stated awesome. that the most beloved of deeds to Allah are those that are the most consistent of them, even if they are very few in amount, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so to maintain our success, we have to continue kind of working every day, uh, even if it means that we were consistent with only a very few of our actions. Yeah, because if you're consistent
2: mm-hmm. in something, inevitably it's gonna turn into a lot, you know what I mean? Whereas if you do a ton of something in one like one time or in reality, you didn't really do much because you'll never you'll never do it again. But if you do a lot of it that's consistent, well, then it's going to amount to a lot, you know?
0: I think people tend to forget the value of, like, one small consistent um, effort or deed, you know what I mean? Because it all comes back to this being a consistent effort being made by, you know, but being made by the Muslim to better themselves, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and even if you have one small consistent uh, deed, like you said, it could actually... Um, have a very heavy influence on the rest of your deen because that can be what triggers you to want to go out and do more, right? Yeah. If you have, if you don't have that a uh, consistent, like say, reading one page of Quran a day, right? Eventually, that consistent habit is gonna cause you to want to seek more knowledge and want to read more and want to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: So. Uh, I'd say the number one most important thing to be consistent, even before salah, is uh, taqwa. Taqwa is Roughly translated, it's like being conscious of God. You know, what I mean, like constantly thinking about Allah and this and these things. One, only few things that talks about in the Quran to do a great abundance of is mm-hmm. to always think about Allah. You know, always zikr.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I wanted, I did want to mention that later in this podcast as well. Uh, but since you mentioned it, now we can talk about that a little bit. Is God consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Us as humans, we were we were created above uh, a lot of other creations, that, right? Uh, above like animals, for example, because we were we were given the ability to reflect and ponder, right? Um, oh, and in a way, knowledge can be used to achieve God consciousness, uh, because the more you know, the more you're gonna want to go out and do research, right? The more you know, the more you're gonna want to know. It's kind of like a like. Mm-hmm it like, protects you like from ignorance effect. most exactly. most
0: of, uh, most importantly too because you want to be educated when you're dealing with individuals who do not have knowledge of religion and they go based off what they say in the media mm-hmm. you know and there's even a hadith that our prophet sallallahu alaihi
1: wasallam stated that that seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every muslim right mm-hmm. um, and why why did why did our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam say صلى this صلى um, the reason he said this is because Blindly following religion, it it kind of forces us to put a lid on our intelligence, right? Um, And kind of waste it away. And not only does this create ignorance uh, when you blindly follow something, but it also causes lack of motivation. And today's topic being staying consistent. uh, If you have that lack of motivation when you blindly follow something, it's going to lead to uh, inconsistency and it's in effect going to shift you away from the worship of Allah. Yeah,
2: They say discipline is a much better tool for bettering oneself than just pure motivation, you know, because motivation just goes up and down, but if you're consistent, consistency comes from discipline, you know what I mean? So discipline is,
1: both of them do have an effect. Of course. They yeah. say
2: motivation is like a fire, it like ignites it, right? But discipline, like being like consistent, is what m- maintains that fire, you exactly. Know?
1: So, like those small habits that we were talking about earlier, for example, praying one page of I'm sorry, reading, uh, reciting mm-hmm. one page of Quran a day, um, that can be the fire to ignite a bigger, uh, like you know, the yeah, seeking a bigger, of a bigger yeah. knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I a would really say true. it like this.
2: Taqwa, right? The Like the idea of God consciousness, thinking about Allah, that is going to like ignite someone to want to read the Quran. You know what I mean? That's what ignited the fire. Now having a set plan, like I'm going to read one page a day, that is the consistency part. That's the discipline part. That's the part that's going to keep that fire like from going out. You know what I mean?
1: Another tactic that I, I personally use to kind of stay consistent is uh, to make realistic goals.
0: I yeah. think we all do this, right? Yeah, um, that's actually a really good um pointer that you... Uh, mention right now because i feel like um a lot of people they set their goals nothing wrong with setting your goals too high but you have to be realistic and look at your own life too and see what timings you got and work around maneuver around that and see how you could fit islam into that it should be number one priority but you know you need to be able to fit that above all else Yeah. yeah and and the idea of of realistic goals
1: i think that that muslims they put a lot of pressure on themselves throughout ramadan which is a good thing but i feel like they think they have to carry that exact same pressure and amount of workload into the remainder of the year it's almost Um, self-sabotaging huh yeah yeah it's almost like you're burning yourself out yeah um Mm -hmm. and it makes a lot of people ask themselves like how am i gonna do all of this that i did in this one month how am i gonna do it bring it into the remainder of the year. So do you guys have any advice for for somebody that that has that idea that that I I did so much this Ramadan, how am I going to do it for the remainder of Ramadan?
2: Yeah, no doubt. Well, like after Ramadan, there's always going to be, you know, like a little like drop off, you know what I mean? Of motivation and like... Yep. Like you, know, you said like last drive. time, like
1: our iman fluctuates. Yeah, yeah so.
2: mm. after Ramadan, no doubt it's, you know, it's going to naturally go down. I would say just try to like have like whatever habit you have or like that you like made of Ramadan, right? Just try to retrieve like some of it. You know what I mean? Like just try to think of something that you will do consistently. If you were someone that read a juice a day, right? You know, I mean, maybe it's okay to just cut it back half a year for the rest of the year, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is the part like after Ramadan where we set realistic goals for for ourselves, right? Excuse me. Um, This is the part where we set realistic goals for ourselves Mm -hmm. uh, because it allows us to carry our motivation into the remainder of the year. And a perfect example of this is that there is a hadith in Sahih al bukhari that That mentions that the prophet was the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He was told about a woman who would pray excessively, right? Um, And when he was told about her uh, excessive prayer, uh, he he stated to to do good deeds that are within your capacity, right? Without being overtaxed, as Allah does not get tired of giving rewards, but um, you get tired. You surely you will get tired, right? So. If you can't take that advice from someone like us to not overburden <laughs> yourself, take it from our Prophet. وسلم, <laughs> There's another push.
2: wording too with that hadith. Another wording, or I guess it could even be translation. There's another way to word it, is that they I think the hadith says too that like, you know, Allah doesn't get bored until you get bored. You know what I mean?
1: Directly after that, that hadith that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh directly after that, our Prophet وسلم, <laughs> he, he mentions that that the best deed that is done in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the deed that is done regularly. So this excessive, so for, let's just put this into perspective. This mm-hmm. woman who was praying excessively, yes. um, when our Prophet, peace be upon him, so, saw so that, that, he said to her in return, the best of deeds are those that are done regularly. So what? what do you guys... What do you guys have to say about that? What would you consider some deeds that we do regularly?
2: Dhikr, man, like just small dhikr. In the sunnah, there's all kinds of like little dhikrs you can do. For example, the one who says, I think, SubhanAllah 33 times, Alhamdulillah oh, yeah, 33 times, Allah I'll up, up for 33, 33 time. times after every obligatory prayer. Mm-hmm. That's something that's small, you can do it consistently, and you get massive rewards out of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that much better than like, you know, like trying to finish half the Quran and like, three days you know yeah so yeah that's,
0: that's that's true um one other thing i would like to mention too is um, how the way you interact with other individuals you know mm-hmm. you carry a very good persona about yourself um kind you know well-mannered individual and that goes a long way because that's the characteristics of a of a good muslim brother and sister
2: uh, try to yeah. be consistently a good person to our, towards others yes, yeah yes,
0: yeah you know. and that that just goes back to like the something that's
1: done regularly, right? Cheyenne, how do you feel like about that statement that I just mentioned where where those deeds that are the best of deeds that are done regularly? Um was there mentioned a good p- point was to make the dhikkur, right? Dhikur, but yeah. then um what what would you have to add to that? Because that is something that we should do, but that's optional, right? Yeah, it's yeah. optional, yeah. So so I think that in, in this this hadith yeah. that I mentioned it, it, it was Geared more towards something that's required, right? Oh, I get you. Yeah, I mean that's a very good point. But I think that people put too much, a lot of emphasis on other things, and they they shift these people. They shift their gear away um and focus more on the optional things rather than the obligatory things. So, do you guys Uh, have uh, any any? Well,
2: this is something that the Sheikh told me too. He says that in Islam, right. In almost everything, there is a minimum. You know what I mean, and that's a blessing because you know why. If we have a minimum, then there's no way we'll ever like truly like fully disregard like something part of religion. You know what I mean. So yeah, if someone who's completely negligent has like hasn't worshipped in years, right, just start off with that minimum. You know, just do the farad. Some people, for example, I don't pray fajr simply because they can't handle the water like during oh. those cold mornings, right? Mm-hmm. For them, you can. There's a minimum for wadu, minimum mm-hmm. for salat. So yeah, you're right. Just be consistent at the minimum and it starts to build from there. Look into the minimums, you know what I mean? A lot of people think that like some parts of Wadu or some parts of Salah, like I used to think that the Sunnahs, right? Uh-huh. Those 12 Sunnahs were something you had to do consistently oh, all the time, okay. which you should, mm-hmm. but if, when I started praying again, I wish I knew that I could just start with the photo. It would be a much easier trans- transition for me. Um, bouncing off what yes. you
0: said, um, I think the biggest thing too is try to get yourself in the habit of making the five daily prayers because that alone will change your that that alone will change your life. You know what I mean? Because that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. And once you start becoming consistent on that, that's where all the other changes start playing into effect. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna start naturally. You know, because throughout five times a day. Morning through night, you're going to be praying throughout that duration of period, uh, throughout that duration of time. So that is that consistent effort and that consistent action that could be poten- that could potentially save you from harm. Correct. Uh, that could save you from uh, disobeying your creator and going off into the outskirts of doing you know haram uh, things that go uh, against the fold of Islam. Most yeah. most importantly, you know. Yeah. So. That was
1: actually a great answer, the five daily prayers, because I think that was probably one of the main things that our prophet, peace be upon him, was mentioning in the Hadith, right? Those actions oh, that are done okay. regularly um, is the five daily prayer- prayers. And uh, another thing I did want to mention is that a lot of people, they limit their worship to only Salah, right? Um, because the thing is, worship, there are many different forms of worship and Salah mm-hmm. is one of them, uh, but it that would if we focus only on salah it would kind of abandon other forms of worship right yeah for example forsaking our health or leaving our family these are also forms of worship oh, so yeah, yeah. when somebody when they shift their attention to only salah um you begin to forsake your health you begin to leave your family and in islam the body and the family they have rights as well too right it's not just about salah so um, we have to remember that 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 something like salah is mandatory; it's obligatory. But we have other forms of worship that need to be fulfilled, like our family and our bodies.
0: And uh, well, I think uh, one important way, you know, say you're an individual who goes to the who goes to work out a lot, right? Starting that starting that exercise or workout, or whatever, starting it by saying bismillah, doing it the in the intention of Allah, you know doing this to preserve what Allah has given you goes a long way you know that could be a form of you know worship
1: yeah Yep, and that mentions that goes back to God consciousness, God right? Consciousness. So you put that in a
0: in a great example. You could
1: mm-hmm. even do it in terms Read of working out, you're right? reading, or when you go to school too. Mm-hmm. You know, anything really. So education. we have God consciousness in everything we yeah. do. We had God consciousness before we started this podcast. <laughs> so yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? The, so uh, yeah. hopefully, yeah. Inshallah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inshallah, but but yeah, no, it yeah.
0: all goes back to the, um, the God po- conscious person will always put Allah in front of everything they do. They will always think of Allah. No matter what the um, no matter what time of the day it is, that's the first thing that's gonna be on their head, you know? Mm-hmm. That's when you know you've achieved, you know, taqwa too. You know? Man, taqwa, you, uh,
2: Like in like the khutbah we heard too, taqwa oftentimes is translated to fear of Allah, right? It's mm-hmm, translated as fear. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but the Sheikh was saying like it's a more broader definition. It's more like a shield around you that it's like a protective shield that keeps you from doing like wrong.
0: You have to learn how to balance that love and fearfulness of Allah, you know, at all time. You you love God so you know, that you depend on Allah for everything. You make dua for the things you want, but you also fear Allah to the point where you know you're not gonna do where before you decide to commit any action, you have to make sure it doesn't go against the fold of the religion. Because if you loved Allah, you wouldn't
1: just go against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, right. simply because he claims that he's the most merciful. Well, he is the most merciful. He's the most merciful, he, he of does, course. Yeah, so, so um, if you have that that mindset that Allah is going to forgive, and this just goes back to last week's podcast, but it's a very good point when it comes to being consistent, is that if you have that mindset that Allah is going to forgive you, um, And you keep falling into these sins. Do you really love Allah, right, or do you not? Do you not fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? Mm -hmm.
2: So what I took in so far from you guys is basically the top two things to stay consistent, like without a like that's basically obligatory, is to always be have taqwa to have this consistently and to pray consistently. Then how about we move on like more towards like. What do you call it? uh voluntary actions and how we could be consistent in some having like some like like there's a hadith you were saying like that Allah loves the the like actions that are actions. consistent, right? Yes, sir. These are obligatory acts, right? To be consistent in taqwa and to have consistency in salah, right? Yes. This is something that's obligatory upon every Muslim. But I was thinking, this too, it's like we should be consistent, we should have some like good mm-hmm. deed, some like extra nuffled good deed. Like I picked that 33 times, subhanAllah, 33 times. Uh, Allah, uh, Alhamdulillah 33 30, times 30, uh, You know uh, Allah Akbar But there's, a, there's all kinds of like small deeds like this That if you do what to do consistently They're mm. massive rewards Like for Ooh. example There's one hadith that says That if you say If you say If you say that a hundred times In one day You get a massive reward Like your sins for the day are forgiven You get a lot of good deeds for it It said that The one who says this a hundred times a day Has the same level of good deeds as the one who released 10 slaves and mm. think about a small action like that if you're consistent in it man it will go a long way if you did it your whole life and on the day judgment you see massive rewards that's of just a that small like little small thing that could be a difference too between you know
0: like heaven and hell like it really could yeah it could. i think people get the min- misconception that you know even muslims themselves that islam is a difficult religion you know but uh, the you know the beauty beautiful thing is like you know um say you practice the sunnah the way that the prophet muhammad um, did his day day-to-day activities you that becomes a form of worship and reward at the same time say you uh you know you go to sleep in the same manner as he did you know that yeah these are easy that, things to be that consistent itself, on. Yeah. The, these are things that you could implement into your daily life that makes a big that first of all it could make a big change and have a big impact but more importantly you get rewards off these small deeds that you know, you look at them and it's just like they're small, like what effect is it going to have? But at the same time, um, they all go a long way in terms of reward. And I think that's the big picture that a lot of people forget because it's just like, oh, it's something small. But in reality, it has a, it makes a big difference. And then those actions keep stacking up. Or- yeah, because ultimately
2: the purpose of life is... To accumulate as many good deeds, as exactly. exactly. few sins as possible. Yeah. And this yes. this could be it, man. Yeah, you don't want
1: to you don't want to just limit yourself to doing the bare minimum. Yeah. So that's a very I like that how you mentioned that we should follow the sunnas of the the Prophet peace be upon him. <laughs> um, and then uh, how you mentioned to, that you chose like a couple of sunnas that to follow. Yeah. Um, another thing I'd recommend, is, and it kind of relates to Ramadan, is after you pray Isha, you can read like. Uh, four, 4 sunnah right? 4 yes. Um, You can read 4 rakaat Every day After isha Because It can It can uh, Train you To start To pray tarawi Right Because mm, yeah. Or tahajjud yeah. And that's a sunnah as well Right yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. doing something like that Or tahajjud Yeah Or, yeah, yeah, or the night prayer Yeah exactly So yeah, yeah, Things like that They can They can uh, they Have accumulate. enormous benefit But they mm. can also Benefit you To prepare you For Ramadan Like for example Yeah uh, you know, used terawih. to. Terawih. Yeah.
2: They used to prepare for Ramadan months in advance. You know, so if they had like particular things they wanted to do, they would do it months in advance.
0: Uh, even on the subject of taraweeh, you know, um, a lot of people they find themselves it's difficult for them to accomplish. You know, which is understandable. It is a night prayer, but you know, it all goes back to start off with two, mm-hmm. yeah. pray two, whichever masjid that you go to. You know, depending because some do twenty, some do eight. Um, Start off with two, take a break, go back again, take a break, go back again, you know. It doesn't have to, I think uh, a lot of people, especially during the time of Ramadan, especially um, the younger generation, they get caught up in, okay, I got to accomplish all these really big deeds in this month of Ramadan so I could get the the biggest reward possible. But it's really, it's really the month of Ramadan is supposed to, you know, shape you and change you, change you. And add those little ch- and those little changes is supposed to uh, implement in your life after Ramadan, and then it's like a cycle, psych- continuous cycle again for the next. prepares prayer yeah. you for the next Ramadan. You want to make a you want to make the intention of those new good habits and then start implementing them instead of you know going all out and once going all out at once, and then you know as you guys mentioned, you get it's like a self sabotage. You know what I mean, and you get a. Uh, uh what's the word you get trained out easily you know what i mm-hmm. mean and you get overwhelmed yeah, you, that's yeah. that's you the best word you overburden yourself and, and you discourage
1: yourself causing a lack of consistency because the thing
0: is when you have those big, nothing wrong with achieving those big uh, goals and stuff but the thing is when you're not able to achieve them then you get and you fall into like this pit of despair you know so it's like why not okay take like that big thing make it, uh, divide it into smaller chunks, you know what I mean? Yeah. And start following along on that and implement them into your life. And then you can move on towards the bigger, uh, actions, you know? Yeah.
2: Don't set yourself up where you have to like downgrade yourself. You know what I mean? Imagine doing all these deeds and then you just end up downgrading later.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, of course. um, There was something that I did want to mention that really did relate to consistency is obviously we are told to read the Quran, ponder and reflect upon the Quran, right? Yeah. Um, but, I did have a question as I was doing research for this podcast. What, how how does the Qur'an involve being consistent, right? So if you really think about the way the Qur'an was revealed, it was revealed over a period of 23 years, right? It was not revealed all at once. And this reason that I'm about to give you should, should be enough uh, for you to want to attach your heart to the Qur'an, right? So in chapter 25, verse 32 of the Qur'an, Allah states... Those who disbelieved, they ask, why has the Qur'an not been revealed all at once, right? If this is the yeah. word of God, why was it revealed in multiple portions? Why wasn't it revealed all at one time? And um, in return, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's been sent down that way so that we make your hearts firm, right? We, we, uh, we place firmness in your hearts. Uh, and I think that's a beautiful example of consistency is that if you let's let's put this in a different example if you have a counselor right and they tell you your 23 year educational schedule that you need to to stick to are you going to be able to listen to all of that at once and get that and retain that information no no, right you'd want a counselor that tells you throughout your lifetime throughout your education right the same thing goes with the quran right it's it it was revealed over a period of 23 years so that that firmness can be placed in the hearts of the believers. Yeah. so reading quran it's a very very good way to stay consistent because you can start from one ayat you can start for one page you can start yeah. you know what i mean you can you can control your ability to to limit to yourself to how much you want to read
0: yeah. yeah i think um especially for a beginner too you know you start off it all goes back to the top uh topic of this um podcast consistency you start off that one line that one verse that one page you know can make all the biggest difference and all and it starts accumulating over time as you become more attached to it and soon enough it'll become a part of you yeah
2: you know like the i said this a few podcasts ago but the psychologists today say if you have a habit for 21 days it will become like a part of you you know i mean it's who you'll like you'll do it without even having to exert too much effort. And like, yeah, with consistency and like small deeds, if you truly want to do these heavy deeds, you know, you can, no one's stopping you from doing them. You should do them, but you know, build up towards them, you know, master these small little things first. And maybe as time goes by, you can build your way up. Yeah. That yeah. yeah.
1: Cause if, if you do overburden yourself all at once, it's just going to cause a lack of motivation. Yeah. Uh, one more thing that I want, wanted to mention is that uh, we should also forgive ourselves uh, for our shortcomings. Right. Uh, for example, if, When Ramadan's over, it's very likely that you're going to miss a prayer. But shortcomings like that, um, you don't want to be too hard on yourself because slipping on your good habits, it doesn't make you a failure um, and it shouldn't make you feel like one, right? Uh, If we slip on our habits, it's just a part of life. Uh, But what's going to separate the believer uh, from the rest is that they get back on track. They try to compensate for those shortcomings as soon as possible, right? They don't let that become a downfall for them. They don't let that become a lack of motivation. Rather, they let their shortcomings become, uh, become a bigger motivation a bigger for them motivation to strive to even more. Strive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I agree our, with you. Yeah, that's a really a nice touch to it, mm-hmm. we're being honest.
2: Yeah, part of consistency is bouncing back, you know? Consistency doesn't necessarily have to indicate perfection That every single time you do this every, like from day one to day like 90, you know what I mean? It's just like, you'd base, like on average you do it much more often than you don't, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. On average, exactly. That's the perfect way to put it. You do it much more often than you don't do it uh but that doesn't mean pray 3 or well, no I'm not talking about prayers five prayers obligations but you yeah, have yeah, to that's an open. obligation but no, I'm not about like extra yeah habits. I just want to d- throw that in there Yeah, though. no pray five <laughs> like oh man he said <laughs> do more than less let me let me pray three out I'm of five just throw a two you know no you're just <laughs> no five that's, no yeah but yeah something like that you work your your way up to but um yeah everybody's going to have shortcomings and uh their is gonna fluctuate because of those shortcomings. Like you yeah. mentioned earlier, our Iman does fluctuate. And after Ramadan is probably one of the most common times where our iman yeah. fluctuates. Because like look at look on Eid Day, bro. People go to Eid Eid prayer and then after that they don't pray for the rest of Eid the day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. It's a very common thing. It's it's sad, but it's true. So
2: Yeah. You know, there's like categories. So there's the Muslims that do pray five. Well, actually, no, there's like the Muslims that pray five times a day, and sometimes they'll pray in the masjid. Then there's some that pray five times a day. Then there's some that only pray on Juma, and then there's some that'll pray like during Ramadan only, and then there's some that only pray on Eid.
1: Yeah, there's there are there's so many categories. That's yeah. true, but that that can also have a lot to do with the the with the level of your iman at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes... that's, that's
0: one thing um, that you gotta look out for too. Just because a person's uh, just because your iman is high at the moment, and another person's is low does not give you any right to look at them any different you know because you never know the roles could be reversed real quick and then you know um yeah. that that's that, that that's like a danger category because that falls into arrogance you know yeah 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 the, for yeah for example when if
1: you judge somebody based on their shortcomings while your iman is high and their iman is low Mm -hmm. that can switch around right away like you said the the switch could flip instantly and it could be the other way around so
2: there's hadith that says that like you know the difference between like faith and disbelief is just like two fingers you know it Mm -hmm. flips just like that oh yeah exactly Mm
0: -hmm. so you don't want to um fall into those things that could lead you towards that route most importantly Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah
1: and then uh, going back to last month i'm sorry last podcast we talked about trying to refrain from our bad habits right mm-hmm. and the reason i want to bring this up in this podcast is because um, the first month of trying to kick a bad habit is always the hardest right yeah mm-hmm. so it's going to be hard to stay consistent during that first month which is what the month of ramadan that's when a lot of people mm-hmm. try to kick those bad habits so if you can I, I think you mentioned this last week, if you can kick those bad habits uh, during Ramadan, then the rest of the year will be uh, will be easier for you to stay consistent, right? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. built, by by the time that Ramadan is over, you have built a consistency. Yeah. So the hard part is done. Now it's just about keeping that consistency throughout the remainder of the year. It might
2: seem like really bleak in the beginning, you know what I mean? You know, you're having shortcomings, et cetera, et cetera, like then you're like slipping up, but just know like it will come, it will get easier
1: yeah and then it can also be be the opposite right so if you have shortcomings and um you don't take them into account and you ignore them those shortcomings can build up into missing that prayer every day into missing two prayers a day three prayers a day and until just yeah and so that as well
2: you know there's a reason why there's bare minimums in like almost all acts of worship you know remember the hadith where a man came to the prophet muhammad and then he said like he said, "This there's, there's too much, you know. There's so many things in this religion. Like, how do I keep track?" So the man said, "I'll just pray. I'll just do five. I'll just pray five times a day, and I won't pray less than that or more than that." And the process said, "This is fine." And then he said, "I'll only fast like during Ramadan and no more, no less." The processum said, "That's fine." And like you just went, you get, I think you guys get the point, right? Yeah. yeah. And then at yeah. the end, like when the man left, the processum said that if he's truthful, he he will be successful.
0: You know. Mm. So, yeah. One step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway,
1: and then a lot of a lot of what we talked about last week has to do uh, with this week, right? Because refraining from your habits leads uh, to building consistency, right? So there was one last thing I want to mention uh, about last week. Uh, we talked about uh, those people that that uplift your iman you want to be around those people and the reason i wanted to mention that into this podcast is because when you hang around people that do uplift your iman um it's going to allow you to become more consistent and um in uh, surah 25 verse 28 of the quran right Uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even says on the day of judgment the wrongdoer is going to bite his hands in regret saying i wish i hadn't taken so and so as a friend uh why one of those reasons could be because that friend uh so-called friend pushed you away from being uh, consistent right he pushed you away from that consistency mm. and that's that's a heavy influence so uh, not to be repetitive but i think that it is uh, a, is you a know, major point though. yeah you want to hang around people who uplift you because that does affect your yeah, consistency that's mm-hmm. the
2: thing don't sacrifice like you like like cons- like if you have like a consistent like schedule of like things that you do right islamic is being like say you're someone that like on fajr after Fajr, you you consistently read Quran, right? Don't let your friend be the reason that you stop doing that. You know, don't change oh, yeah. your schedule for nobody. That's you yeah. Know? Obviously, I don't mean like in every single case, like if you have a job or something. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying,
0: like yeah, of course. Don't let don't let those external factors try to compromise between you and your creator.
1: Especially if if you've already built something up through sweat and yeah, tears, don't throw right? It away. Don't mm-hmm. just throw it away for somebody that is is trying to push you away from that consistency. Yeah, yeah. This was what the, the, ninth, the ninth day, right? You the mentioned. Um, so there was one last thing that I think I want to say, but I, this was so far, it's been a pretty good discussion. But I just want to say one last thing is that that day, day 10 for some people is a day where they begin where their consistency begins to fall off. And yeah. for some people, it's day 20, right? And mm-hmm. for some people It just depends Some people are able To stay consistent Throughout the whole month Of Ramadan uh, But this topic that, that we talked about today Consistency It was a perfect time To talk about it Because I think Day 10 Is when a lot of people it Begin fall to fall yeah, off absolutely. Right Slowly right. Because it's like Oh man I went to 9 always, Man It's like I'm feeling it now It's hitting me And then like <laughs> You know And some people <laughs> They feel true. good During this time of the month Like yes, me personally school, Alhamdulillah Allah, So
0: far I feel good But yeah. the 20th day when, I, when it gets me, mad and it's really, Like For me, it is the 10th, bro. I'll be is bro. it the 10th? Yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody's different, but it's good to be mindful of that, too. Mm-hmm.
2: No? Yeah, man. I mean, for some people, life just be hitting them different, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's because, like, depending on people's schedules, if they're, like, really busy and they're doing tarawi, like, 1 through day 30, man, it does take a toll, you oh, know? it right?
1: takes a toll on you, especially when you have to wake up early. But it... In the end, it, it pays off more than... Absolutely, the toll, I'm The toll pays off. It yeah, yeah, hard. Of it's hard work, no doubt. It's Definitely. hard work,
0: but... But, you know, it was not meant to be easy to begin Yeah, with. it was yeah, not I meant to be easy. And, yeah, and then if you were
1: able to to balance that hard work with the ra'wi and that consistency of Ramadan, who says you can't do it for the rest of the year? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Man, if there's it's one the thing, message. man, to like take away, from, like for me personally, for like, for this podcast, is that Islam is a religion of hard work. And that's like true... Like, for Islam only. Like, most religions, man, doesn't have the commitment of Islam, you know? And this is probably why a lot of people get attracted towards it, too, you know? Because mm. this is a religion of hard work.
1: Yep, and it's also a religion of opportunity, right? Yeah. So, if you do, if your Iman does, does fluctuate and, and falls off and you miss prayer for, let's say, a while, you, you miss all of your prayers for a while, um, it's, a, it's also a religion of opportunity. So, Alhamdulillah, you don't have that, that, that lack of hope that, you know, it's too late for me to to mm-hmm. repent. So it's also yes. a religion of opportunity as well. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: 100%. Any, you guys got anything else to say? Or no. I, no. I, think, I think we covered everything that has to do with consistency, yeah. man. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a ago. very narrow topic. So Yeah, it's know. a very narrow topic, but it's crazy how even something as narrow as this, there's still a 40 minutes of discussion to make out of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we talked about it and we kind of broke that that topic down into a bunch of subtopics so i mean for such a narrow
2: topic it was quite easy i'm not gonna lie like finding Mm -hmm. like hadith for it all this stuff Mm because the religion covers everything man but
1: yeah it covers everything so even no matter how how small it is it's gonna be there's gonna be an answer to your question yeah but we'll save that for another podcast We don't want to go off on another topic right now, but... (laughs) um, Thank you. Inshallah, we will see you guys next
0: week. Inshallah, Um, jizakallah. Again, as usual, for tuning in with us during this time. mm -hmm. Blessed month of Ramadan and listen Mm -hmm. to, you know, what we got to say. Hopefully, yeah,
1: sorry about that. Hopefully today's uh, discussion, kind of, if you guys were falling off uh, it kind of helps you uplift your iman uplifts your iman and a- helps you stay consistent throughout these last 21 days inshallah assalamu alaykum alaykum